0: Weir's World, the All Ears podcast, in association with Hoppy's Drysuit Services, keeping you dry in the wet stuff. For more information, search Hoppy's Drysuit Services on Facebook. Welcome to Weir's World, the All Ears podcast, which will take you on a roller coaster journey around the world. Follow me from Beijing to New York City and back as I share my tales to tell, encompassing the 10 years of Gliadric and the Kabbalistic Cavalry, as well as touring with some well known faces. From celebrity stories to travel nightmares, We'll be reminiscing on the ridiculousness of it all, with special guests jumping in along the way. All ears is your new favourite weekly podcast.
1: Hello. Did I, get, did I give you my consent to be recorded? This is not on. That counts. You have now. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. It's too late now.
0: The form is in the post. Have you? Have you? Have uh, it not? Is it not arrived yet?
1: Did you? Um, did you send to the right address?
0: It was sent along with the um, the PRS check. For using a song that you composed as the theme tune to the to the um, to the podcast, you've not received it.
1: I've not received it. That's a shame.
0: It's interesting because there should be two: one for the uh, sponsor advert at the start, um, and one for the actual um, song that we use as the theme tune. So it's it's, it's an interesting one. You've not received the consent form or any of those PRS checks. Hmm.
2: We better not owe Ross money. <laughs> <laughs> That's you owe be- me a I-
0: pint. That's as good as money, Ali.
2: That's going to be a real problem if we owe you financial money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> financial money as opposed to what? Monopoly money?
2: Uh, beer money.
0: Beer money. Beer, beer is money
2: is okay. We can deal with beer money. Okay. That's possible.
0: It sounds like um, you wrote us a pint in the valley. He yeah,
1: I can't remember what that was for though. A cabling masterclass is what it's for. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm.
0: In that case, I think I owe Ross a lot
1: of pints. <laughs> uh, this was this was just a little bet Ali and I had. I see.
2: I uh, never remember. I never remember the bet, but I always remember I owe you a pint, and you always l- remind me that I owe you a pint as well.
1: Yeah. just because it was it was just the odds were stacked against me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what's been happening, lads? Apart from cable and masterclasses. <laughs>
1: Well, I've got builders in my house just now what knocking a wall down, so um, there's brick dust everywhere. It's great fun.
2: Literally not just now. It is nine o'clock at night, so.
1: Uh, well, they've been in this week, I should say.
0: There'll be people around the world um listening to this going,
1: is he still doing work in his house? Is he, he is. Still- <laughs> so to be fair, we got to a point where we were like, yes, we've got pretty much everything done. And then we went, actually, we want to change this a little bit and move this wall like six foot that way. So, well, we're doing it. Fair.
0: Yeah. Speaking of people around the world, um, shout out to our listeners in Australia for having us hit the charts on the other side of the world for the first time last week, an exciting little mention to them. Um, I played an actual gig on Friday, I've just passed. What's a gig? Well, you may ask that, but actually, we spent our Sunday, didn't we, prepping for our up and coming Gleyadric shows. Um, Apparently did. It's, uh, it's going to be great, but... Friday just there, I played a show in Preston, of all places, um, and at the time of recording this, we are a few days away now from, I guess, Scotland's freedom, if you want to call it that, although we had that years ago, let's be honest, uh, <laughs> England, obviously, I've been a few weeks um, into that, um, so Friday, went down to Preston to open for Twisted Wheels' Johnny Brown. Um and uh, I'd, I'd opened for them previously in in Glasgow 2018, but the buzz in Preston at the venue, the ferret was honestly incredible. Um, see, just seeing a crowd of people not socially distanced, um, having the time of their lives in a sold-out room, um, singing back all the words to Johnny, and actually a shout out to the venue as well for like looking after us so so well. Um, you'll, you, you'll be able to echo me on this, Ross, in that when a, when a venue or a promoter or an organizer looks after you particularly well, you remember it for a long, long time. Um, Definitely.
1: It makes your it just makes your day so much nicer. Yeah, makes so, your day so much better.
0: Absolutely. Um, so a, a big shout to um, the team at the Ferret in Preston um, for having me on Friday, and to Johnny as well for having me open for him. It was swah. I can't really, you can't really put it into words. Um, And I can't wait to share that experience with you, Ross, and I guess you, Ali, on the desk, um, when we hit Capers and Canich as our first show back. I actually saw in relation to the ferret as well, that it was 10 years ago this week, that Ed Sheeran packed out the the ferret in Preston, and they put up a video, uh, and Harry Styles was in the crowd, like, mental. Anyway, um, I was fortunate enough that I managed to um, capture, kidnap Johnny, if you will, and fire him in a cupboard and say, right, you're going to speak on our podcast. Um, well, it wasn't quite like that, although it wasn't really that far away either. We, um, we have that clip to play for you now um, of my time catching up with Johnny Brown from Twisted Wheel in the dressing room backstage at the Ferret in Preston. Johnny, how you doing man? I'm good, very well, thanks. It's a, it's a, it's a funny old one, because uh, we've both just played a show at the Ferret in Preston, um, myself obviously supporting Johnny, uh, which was, was crazy. Uh, and Johnny,
3: how did you find it, man? Was, was it all right for you? Yeah, I thought it was a good gig. Uh, it's just nice to be back, do you know what I mean? Playing live, uh, great crowd. Preston's always a good crowd every song, you know what I mean, they sung every word to every song earlier, so uh, it's a good gig, you know what I mean, and that's me on my own, so, you know, it's nice to know that I can come to a town, out of town, you know what I mean, and do an acoustic gig, and get a, get a crowd rocking, you know, it's good to know, and it's good sure. to do, it's a good feeling, man. from my my point of view like uh, in Scotland there's nothing going on just now like
0: there's no live music yet like we've not even we're only just kind of getting around to doing the whole social distance thing Right. so like uh, it's crazy to actually be down here and doing a proper gig in front of a live standing crowd that are kind of sweaty and going for it yeah beautiful Um, yeah beautiful beautiful, as you say yeah so like you guys as the wheel have had like a lot of really cool like things going on over the years i can't remember i remember seeing you guys for the first time in 2012 at tea in the park on the future stage um which was really cool and i and i thought at the time you guys are going to go somewhere like this is going to be really cool and then obviously over time everything kind of happened and then you guys ended up opening for oasis on on their uh, like their last ever tour tell us about that how was that
3: well you know, what can I say, it was amazing, you know, it's a shame it was their last ever tour, mm. but to be part of that, to be part, you know what I mean, to be on the stage that Oasis are about to come on, do you know what I mean, so, spending time with them, um, getting to know, it was like meeting our heroes, you know, Yeah, absolutely. I'd grown up listening to Oasis from being, I think it was like when they got bigger I was about 10 years old, 9 mm. years old, so uh, yeah what an amazing thing man do you know and they, and they were treated us you know treated us very well very nice people and you know it was uh it did, was, did you
0: get did you get to spend time with them like did you get to yeah, spend time yeah. with, oh, them and chat yeah, with them yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's some great photos on like getty images of you of like you with Liam and Noel in, in the dressing room sort of jamming away
3: yeah I, 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 to be honest that was uh, quite a rare sight at, at the time yeah they weren't getting on this, you know, like yeah. you've seen the documentaries that have come yeah. out since. You know, and could you tell that obviously at that time? Uh, a little bits, you know what I mean. Uh, Liam had his own dressing room, and Oasis were in the other, another dressing room and stuff like that. But uh, I, I was just, you know what I mean. I was just pinging about, loving it. So <laughs> you know what I mean. It wasn't something that I fully picked up on our thought into too much you know what I mean yeah 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 um, that that must
0: have felt like an incredible moment for you guys and obviously there are some great songs on that first album you stole the Sun um, and um, some in, in general it's a great great album that you guys put out at, at that point um but then you found yourself in a rough point not too far after that you, like listen like, like you you found yourself without a home not too far after that eh? Like, let's yeah. talk about that. Like, that must have been a really rough point in your life after such a high.
3: Yeah, Think, things went downhill uh, due to my drinking and drug use. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old story, innit? You know what I mean? Uh, no one usually does drugs and the life gets better. At yes. a certain point, when you can't stop, you know, you, you, you start going down like it's a bugging, you know what I mean? Do
0: you know Simon Mason?
3: Same. yeah I do yeah yeah we yeah. just yeah man
0: like the last episode that we've just done was with Simon Mason right, and brilliant. his story is incredible yeah like he's the top guy yeah, yeah. I've
3: not spoken to him for a while but I know, I know the guy yeah um, but yeah things went downhill but, you know started spending all the money that we had you know what I mean uh, then it's borrowing begging stealing yeah. uh, pawning guitars yeah um uh, a really rough time yeah burning bridges with people lost a record deal so, so people you... didn't want to work with me because it was a nightmare yeah. uh, and then you know soon before i knew it i was almost man sleeping on sofas sleeping rough and all that kind of stuff but you know I me mean? i've changed my life now so yeah. that's something that happened to me and you know it was tough but it, it's it, it's you know what i mean living proof that you know if you really want to you can turn your life around you mm. yeah sure so that's like real evidence of like
0: the dangers and the perils of like what can happen to you like you you guys literally went from opening for the Wastes on a stadium tour to as you say sleeping rough which like must have been like the worst of the worst but but actually you you've come out the other side of that um and and you've got this new reincarnation of the wheel uh twisted wheel obviously going strong now and uh obviously the pandemic and whatnot we've not you have not really been able to do anything live up to this point but have you been pretty creative in terms of writing and stuff? Or, like,
3: what what's the situation in terms of that? Um, at, at first, we just got back off a tour with Liam Gallagher in January 2020. Oh, you were touring with Liam as well? Yeah, right? we did your with Liam. Uh, and how was that? Oh, amazing again, you know what I mean? Liam's such a lovely bloke, and uh, everyone, you know, it was just a good tour, you know, good people. Um, Getting, getting around Europe. It can't be bad. a yeah. you know I mean? different city every night. L- L-
0: Liam's my hero,
3: man. Like the, the chance to meet Liam would just be incredible. Eh? Yeah. Like, uh... right, Liam's a top user, and you know, what I mean, he's like, he's had a lot of time for for me and us, you know, our band. Good. And that's very nice of him. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, come back off that, and then the third album came out, Satisfying the Ritual. Yeah. Uh, literally like, I think it was two days afterwards, uh, lockdown, pandemic, you know, everywhere got locked down. Our tour got cancelled for the album. Uh, I kind of went off the rails again, because that's what I used to do, and... Uh, it's hard when, yeah. like for so
0: many bands who've been in the situation that they've put out a new record, and they've not been able to tour it because of the pandemic some great songs on that
3: uh, yeah it's a good record but you know like the tour got cancelled kind of went into a bit of uh, a come down from the tour and everything mm. you know what I mean went on a bit of a bender uh, and then you know I had to get myself right so spent some time getting myself sorted uh, and then I started writing about um, a year later I guess for like February March time this year mm. started writing stuff I'm um, working with another guy you do, Dean Gover Who produced Our last album yep. um, And uh, we've got Kind of I don't want to say An EP We've got some tracks together You know I don't know whether We're going to go towards An album Or we're going to put an EP out I'm not too sure yet But um, it's a different sound it's not the band it's not me acoustic it's completely different something different yes but you know
0: do, do, do you that, think that's inspired by the fact that you have found yourself in this much more clean so sober kind of point of view do you think that's influenced the sound of the record
3: yeah uh, i i think just because i've not been getting off my head yeah i've been able to actually do my art or yeah whatever you yeah, yeah. call it what is yeah. it? do my rock and roll music yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i, I when i when i was so absorbed in using drink and drugs mm. kind of the music became second me mm. and that was really depressing do You know, sure. now i'm not abusing stuff sure i can concentrate on my music so mm. i don't think too much about oh i'm clean now and it's all about that it's just i can just get on what i need to be mm. doing back on the path what what i'm meant to be on you know
0: sure yeah, so so what's your plans for that like have you got plans in terms of like studio time and stuff to get that recalled, didn't get that released or, or what's your kind of timeline in that sense?
3: Uh, I'd say October there'll be a single out uh, with a video mm. and then probably two months after that we'll do another one and just release it slowly you know what I mean see how sure. it goes and, f- and in between now and then just get around doing some acoustic gigs man because they enjoy it absolutely you need you need to get yourself back up to scotland and then do some of those i'm really looking forward to going back to scotland Uh, maybe it could be a possibility when gigs you said gigs aren't happening there yeah they're not they're not yet yeah but no it'd be lovely to get back up there man so hopefully come to dundee come to dundee Dundee. i'll tell you what i haven't been dundee for a while but we've kind of got an association with dundee uh because we went and saw with the view the View. Yeah,
0: uh, Do you know what my friend actually was telling me last, this week that that you guys um, toured with The View. I didn't
3: realise that. Yeah, yeah, They're was, lovely it, guys. It was absolutely, absolutely crazy tour, so, uh, yeah. non-stop, as you can imagine. Uh, but we've become very close friends with with the guys out of The View and and actually, Ky- Kyle's a really good example of someone who's turned his life not, around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? There's some. It, it was, there's a lot of there's a lot of magic going on and a lot of creative people about. And yeah, like, Kyle's. A, you know, what I mean, he's a top artist and mm. a top guy, and you know, it's nice to see people changing their lives and sure. bringing, putting music out. Most importantly, that's Kyle think, you and, know.
0: and and Peter as well, Pete, Pete Daugherty as well. Like the, the, the way that these guys have turned their lives around from like the absolute best to, 100%, to it's, you know. it's inspiring for a, for a lot of people. And and you know, there was a point maybe where a lot of young people felt that you had to be kind of off your face to be rock and roll. But actually, these guys, these absolute, to quote. I guess Oasis these rock and roll stars are absolutely turning their lives around it's quite inspiring yeah. for, for lots and lots of people yeah, um, Johnny thanks
3: very much for joining us it's um, been a pleasure. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll see you hello in Scotland
1: soon and, uh, yeah it's good to be back fantastic interview that Craig <laughs> you really enjoyed, enjoyed it, it. <laughs> you liked that well I man, I didn't have to talk first and foremost but
0: it's was good that's first and foremost second and second most what was your favourite part of the interview
1: oh, now you are putting God. me on the spot Ali, you're editing this out. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah I am, done. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, while it was obviously great to catch up with Johnny and to uh, do that in li- live in person, I, I mean, it's only the second time we've done that. Obviously, Rab Douglas was the first, and it was great to catch up with Johnny too. Um, the focus of this particular episode this evening is um, European adventures. Um, obviously, Johnny spoke there about his own experiences of European adventures supporting... Liam Gallagher, just before the pandemic. Um, But we've had our fair share, of our own uh, European adventures of sorts over the years. What a
1: segue that was. (laughs) Give that man a cookie.
0: (laughs) Listen, I'd like to see him get better at them, but then some of them that you... Ali, actually, that's a fair point. Ali. Yeah. I'm going to put you in the spot. What is the worst segue that I have produced in... 46 episodes now of podcast because there have been a few stinkers. I
2: think the most dreadful one for me was when you were talking about uh, your lucky jock boxers and you said that you clearly didn't have the X Factor on the beach where you filmed, but somebody who did have the X Factor. But what you didn't realise was you said somebody that did have the X Factor was the runner-up of the x-factor so he clearly didn't have the x-factor either that was awful
0: yeah i'll give you that yeah that one was pretty fair yeah um yeah i'm sure that (laughs) anyway we'll just move on we're here to talk about european (laughs) adventures and over the last well not the not the last year let's be frank but um the 10 years not even the 10 years i would say five or six years prior to that um you and I, as well as experiences with the full band, with all the Gladwick guys, um, made a little bit of a habit of playing a number of acoustic shows across Europe. Um, so before I rattle on, and in order to try and get something that Ross recalls, if anybody can remember back a few episodes ago, I, I'm going to ask you, Ross, to start us off with, what is your favourite of those trips so far? What is your favourite memory Um a gig experience or a somewhat un.
1: I feel like you're teeing me up for something here. I wonder what it is. <laughs> I, mean, my, I mean, I want to my... hear your take on it. What is your
0: favourite <laughs> memory from playing around Europe
1: with me? Well, I mean, I think there's there's a particular night. So, we, we've, Craig and I have been to Nice to play in um, Man Owens twice now. I think we've done it twice. And
0: we've haven't... done
1: it twice. Craig's done it a further time. And and you know every time we go to South France, it is always beautiful. Weather's great, scenery's great, beach, all that kind of good stuff. It was a particular night we went out. We had a smashing seafood risotto, and then we went to play the gig. And obviously, in the in the bar, they give you a tab. So we went in, and we were like, "Oh, we'll have a couple of pints of of the La Chouffe, the 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 Belgian triple filtered stuff, which is rather glorious." And then the next thing I know, Craig's on about pint number three. And we start playing, I think. Do you remember playing?
0: Yeah, I remember I remember up to a certain point. Like, I don't remember the encore. I, I couldn't tell you that we even played an encore.
1: But... No, no, we, we did. We did. And actually, we played all right, for the most part. <laughs> and, and we got through this. And then as the night wore on, Craig had a few more of these extremely strong Belgian beers. And then we toddled off home. And Craig probably doesn't remember toddling off when we were playing at Staying in a Lovely Hotel with a um,
0: rooftop, pool and all that.
1: rooftop pool and all that. It was great. And it is the one and only time I've ever seen Craig sleep in. And like I was up at whatever time in the morning, went for a run, went down to the front, you know, came back, got dressed, made a load of noise, dead to the world. It was it was glorious. It was lovely. Here's what I want to know. Did I did I brush my teeth that night? Oh, yeah. Craig does yeah. not not brush his teeth.
0: One, one does never go to bed without brushing his teeth. You know, as much as we're talking about um Preston this week, uh, I've been in Belfast the last couple of days on a bit of a golf trip with my mate Joe. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, we played a shout-out to the staff at the Hilton Temple Patrick, Belfast as well, Um, they really looked after us. It was a great trip and some great rounds of golf. Um, But Tuesday night just there, um, we'd had a number of Guinnesses, wine, beers, whatever else, and we sauntered off to bed, we got back to the hotel room, and Joe just dived straight into bed, and I honestly think that that sobered me up with disgust, that the boy <laughs> that the boy, had not brushed his teeth, and I, I made it known, and I made it known. Um,
1: you did. I'm sure you did. I
0: did. We did. We mention this story on the, on one of the episodes about festivals, because if if we've not, I feel like you need to divulge a little bit about why um, we have this private joke about. Russia. So I
1: so I don't think we have. This would be the first have. time we played at uh, the Chili Fiesta in Chichester, which would have been, I don't know, 2013, 12, maybe. I think 12. It, it was a long time ago. We had a deputy bass player for that one. Yeah. Who I just seen tonight, by
0: the way. No way. I was dropping off a jumper at, um, and some other clothes at my friend Alex's. Um, and as I drove along the Perth Road, um, there was Simon standing outside the nether. And I gave him a shout and a wave. Uh, yeah, he said, I've not crazy.
1: seen him in years. Years. Yeah, it, was, uh,
0: it was pretty crazy. Um, no, it's awesome. Um, I was dropping off some clothes after a seventies themed party on Saturday, but you know all about those clothes as well, Ross, don't you? Mm,
1: those clothes, those clothes you're wearing again on Sunday when I saw you.
0: Well, that is that is yet another occasion where I slept in, but it doesn't happen very often.
1: No, I was going to say that's twice now, I'm mentioning one podcast, and that doesn't normally happen. Yeah,
0: it, it but no,
1: the the Chili Fiesta in Chichester, which Simon, deputy, was the deputy bass player, did a crack, cracking job. <clears throat> Craig could barely stand up in fact I think he managed to fall down a set of stairs on the way back to his uh, room and just would not do anything until he brushed his teeth it was it was a sight to behold you've actually just reminded
0: me uh, albeit not a European adventure um, about the one occasion where I happened to f*** myself um,
1: I'm impressed that's made it to podcast but <laughs> carry on <laughs>
0: It's um, not the greatest of stories in the world, but it's. But it, I mean, I've I've started, so I might as well finish. I was going to edit this out. Really, like, reasonably speaking, He's going to edit Pro- this probably out. not. I'm
2: <laughs> probably going to keep this one in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody needs to hear that. Um, nice, um, yeah, nice. We've we, we've had.
1: <laughs> Are you telling the story or not, Craig? I don't
0: know. Should I tell the story or not? That is really the thing. <laughs> well. To quote the in between us um and uh, Will well in particular never trust a fart
1: or if i recall a witherspoon sausage
0: dodgy weather <laughs> sausages so we're halfway there we might as well we might as well finish um we are heading down you and I Ross to play at a venue in London whose name is a I mean, you were
1: on your own on the flight but yes we were both heading independently uh, down to uh, London. Do
0: you remember the name of the venue?
1: Uh, it was a cool little place.
0: It was. It was almost like a, a speakeasy, but
1: Jamboree. Jamboree. Felt like a little tin shack. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was like <clears throat> a packed little room. Headline act, Colombo Loco. Columbo
1: Loco. They yeah. were fantastic as well. Yeah.
0: So, so good. Um, Check them uh, out. And so, I got to Edinburgh Airport at a ridiculous time in the morning. I was going off to meet my friend Holly uh, in London when we got there for some breakfast. And then we were going to hook up in London and it was... A, Actually, did we meet? Did you you didn't join us for breakfast, did you? We we were yeah, I
1: was I was there at the same time as you. But I think I met you off the train from the airport with Holly.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Yes, you did. I do. I recall now. So I had eaten some dodgy sausages in Weatherspoon's at a silly time in the morning, and had taken myself onto the flight. And I had the the rest of the row on my side was free, which was all good. And I was sitting relaxing, and my belly did not feel very good. Um, so, and that really is the rest of the story. I followed through, did I? Uh, at which point I realised I am in dire straits here. My spare pair of boxers is in my um, case, which is under the seat in front, uh, and I am going to need to something sell it. Had to waddle down the plane, post my. Uh, current boxers through the bin and change myself in the toilet before embarrassingly walking back down the aisle to my seat. Um, I remember arriving into London thinking that is the most um, singular, most embarrassing thing that I've ever done in my life. No alcohol was involved at that point. And I remember before the gig, I was wearing the jeans, the only jeans that I had with me for the one night that I was in London. I remember saying to you, Ross...
1: You said to me all day... Like every hour on the hour. Do I smell all right? Do I smell all right? <laughs> I think uh, we made it back to the hotel room at some point in the afternoon and you got yourself a shower and you were a wee bit happier after that. But Yes, uh,
0: but I did still have only the one pair of jeans. And I remember and still yeah, proceeded to wear a long coat on stage for the only time in my life. Um, but three songs in, it was just far too sweaty.
1: It was. I had a jacket on that night as well. It came off pretty prompt.
0: Far too sweaty to maintain that long coat. Um, and so said, look, Ross, hold my guitar Well, I took off my jacket. Possibly the only time I've had a few whistles on a stage as I took my jacket off. But if only they knew why I was wearing a jacket in the first place, I'm sure they wouldn't have whistled. We got
2: we got 45 episodes done and it's just tumbled downhill so quick within 10 minutes.
0: We must apologise to any Twisted Wheel fans who are specifically listening to this episode because Johnny Brown is, is on this
1: on this episode. Ironic. Ironic's the name, right?
0: <laughs> Aye. Um, right, so Nice is your favourite of those stories, but we also had a hell of a time, um, particularly worth mentioning, in Madrid and Reykjavik. Madrid. So, on one of the Libertines tours, um, Amy Joe Doherty... Peter's sister, no less, was supporting with her act. Amy Jo Doe and the Spangles, still one of the best band names out there, you have to say. Amy Jo Doe and the Spangles. Shout out to Amy Amy Jo, by the way. It's been a little while since I've seen her. Um, we did do a, um, uh, an Instagram live thing during the pandemic, which was which was nice. But um, Amy Jo had said, look, you need to you need to come out to Madrid and whatnot. And so we had kept in touch, and so. I decided, right, Ross, we are going to Madrid. Uh and Ross, as ever was like, Yeah, sounds good. They've got a good beer, they've got good food. It's not too far away, nice weather. The gig will be all right. I'm in. I, <laughs> let's uh let's go. Uh <clears throat> so Madrid, Madrid was all of those things. Um we um I think was it yeah, the night that we arrived was the Champions League final, right?
1: Yeah, it was Uh, Yeah, we flew out this Saturday, didn't we? Saturday morning. And it was was that night.
0: Yeah, so we... It's worth noting that at the time of booking this gig, which was months prior, months and months prior, we did not realise that it coincided with, at all, the Champions League final. um, Nor did we realise that Real Madrid would be in that final.
1: I mean, there was every chance they wouldn't be in that final when we booked these flights.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you couldn't have predicted it. Um, In fact, that is the same year that Atletico Madrid were in the final of the Europa League as well, Um, but obviously not on the same night. Um, So, of course, we decided we were going to watch this Liverpool-Real Madrid match in a pub. Um, That's where we met Amy Jo um, for the first time, and that was your first experience of uh, meeting Amy Jo. Uh, What a night we had, but it was... um, we were due to play the James Joyce that night, which is mm-hmm. effectively an Irish bar. Um, and obviously the place was utterly, utterly rammed. Um, we watched... The
1: whole city was rammed. There were people everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine Dundee were in the Champions League final. It would be the same thing you'd imagine. Eh? I mean, we're a couple of years off of that, but it's a, it's a project that we're building. I mean,
1: Dundee in a cup final... I'll take it. Any i heard final. A story
0: that Man- Manchester United were in the f- in Brotty Ferry last night.
1: So I heard. Yeah. What are the chances <laughs> of that? Eh?
0: So the the Man United boys were down Forgans for some dinner last night. Paul Pogba down there ordering his, uh halal halal meat that they were. My friend Becca's brother is the general manager at Forgans. and apparently he was stressed. He's nutted trying to fix up the correct kind of meat for Paul Pogba. Um, the videos of them of those guys escaping through the fire exit and uh, wangling their way through the crowd is um, quite spectacular. Anyway, we've digressed again. Champions League final. Uh, we went on stage at the James Joyce, a fair few um, San Miguel's down after celebrating with all the locals. Um, and I do recall that... Um, there'd been that so many chants of "Hala Madrid" that I changed the words of the Stowaway to "Hala Madrid," and it, I literally sang "Hala Madrid, Hala Madrid, Hala Madrid," and they loved it. That's my favourite memory of that particular gig. But they were—I absolutely- was such
1: a riot that gig. It was—it oh. was so <clears throat> so good.
0: The, the thing is, anybody, any any city, anybody that's of a spot and affliction. If you, if your local team have just won the greatest prize, in terms of that sports possibilities, I mean that's that's the scene that we encountered at the James Joyce. Um, it was, it was absolutely nuts,
1: madness personified. Right.
0: Following day, we'd gone out and we were looking around the gardens and all that sort of thing. We were having a nice wander around, and we were due to play this gig at the Bodega del With Amy Jo, but by all accounts, a a bit of a smaller affair, probably your classic Sunday early dinner time kind of show in Spain, you you would have to say. Um, But when we were out and about, we clocked that they were erecting this like massive kind of stage area and like security and all that sort of thing. And I said, like, that can only be for one thing. So I I recall going over and saying to the guys, like, what is this? Is this for the, the Real Madrid team? Like, a, see, see, see. Hear uh, my Spanish, did, Um And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I said, like, when I found out the time that they were going to be in the town, I knew a hundred percent that we could not go on stage at the time that we were allotted because, a, nobody would come and see us, and b, I wanted to see Dan, Ronaldo, Bale, and whatnot parading through the streets of Madrid, and I am so glad that the venue um, opted to go with us in that sense and that we got that chance to go out and experience what was football in history and, and will be for a long yeah. time, first team ever to, to win back-to-back um, three Champions Leagues. Um, how good was the atmosphere in Madrid that weekend in general?
1: You just cannot describe it. It was just electric the whole time. All even the whole night, like we were whatever time of night we ended up walking back to a hotel, and it's still like there were still the streets were full. At, like what was it? Was three or four in the morning? Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I think so it, so good.
0: It must have been three or four in the morning, and to walk through those through those streets was like walking through a festival crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was
0: so. so it was so. It fast. was like
1: you just couldn't help but smile and just be so happy.
0: Yeah. The atmosphere of it just properly took you away to, oh, it was, it was incredible, actually. Um, speaking of Nice, actually, I was in Nice, um, was I with you in Nice the year that um, France won the World Cup? We yeah, we were, were. Yeah, but you had an earlier flight, didn't you?
1: Yeah, my flight was delayed because France won the World Cup. <laughs> it was meant to take off about like 20 minutes after the end and it did not.
0: I, I remember watching the end of that match. Well, in fact, all of that match in Manolans in Nice, where we yeah. played the, the previous night. And, oh, the scenes were absolutely insane. Like, that's the only time um, where I've experienced that same sort of phenomenal buzz. Uh, and again, total coincidence. We couldn't have predicted that France would have, won, would have been in the final of the World Cup. We, we just had a gig date booked. Yeah. Um, And like that, see, get the travel, getting out from the centre of Nice out to the airport was a bit hairy because there was people everywhere. People were just celebrating all over the place. Um, And even when we got to the airport, there were people running about, high-fiving, cuddling, hugging, jumping about, kissing. It was just... Incredible atmosphere. So, you know, maybe we need to, um, <clears throat> now that the pandemic is sort of subsiding to a uh, to point, enough that we can, you know, that foreign travel will be returning and, to a point and that, you know, gigs are returning. Maybe we should just scope out the Champions League final locations for the next <laughs> next <laughs> couple of years to just uh, get our gigs booked. <laughs> and now, we, we spoke about the seafood risotto in um, Nice. But do you remember the the experience of trying the rabo de toro in Madrid as well?
1: Oh, I do, I do. That was an interesting one.
0: Yeah, effectively like bull's tail, eh?
1: Yeah, all of it. Yeah,
2: all of a bull's tail. Surely that's like...
1: Well, all of it's kind of like I'm guessing hind quarter down to his yeah. tail.
2: But Ali
0: doesn't Ali doesn't look particularly impressed by that.
2: Well, I'm trying to work out was it hairy like some bull's tail? Are we tail? still
0: talking about the bull's tail?
2: This 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 just keeps going down, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> was it hairy? I would,
2: yeah. I was interested in cuisine there. I've never had, well, I've never had bull's tails. So.
0: Yeah, it, it was not hairy, but it was very tasty, wasn't it?
1: It was. I mean, local delicacy. It was served as they would serve it to any local, and there was there was you had to be careful what you ate. Let's put it that way. But what was there was really delicious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So good. So good. Um, we had a great, um, I was going to say, weekend, but I think you'll you'll stop me on that. Um, great weekend in Reykjavik as well, um, a few years ago as well, as part of their
1: culture. No, weekend. no, no. You can't use that term. It was not a weekend. Sub-24 hours is not a weekend.
0: <laughs>
1: However, you may carry on.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we had a great 18 hours as part of their um, culture night celebrations. Um, and um, I think I think that takes place in August. I can't remember exactly, early August. Um, but we played, for the amount of time that we were in Reykjavik, uh, we still managed to cram in two shows, um, two acoustic shows. Um, don't get me wrong, the first one, we made by the skin of our teeth. Um, because we went from the airport we could only get from the airport via bus. We took the bus into town. We got off the bus. We walked into the venue and we walked on stage. That is about as close to uh, skinny your teeth stuff that you'll possibly ever encounter. Yeah. <laughs> the The venue was the Tjarnarbio Theatre um, in Reykjavik. If anyone knows it, that's listening. It's actually a cool little spot. We got uh, yeah. This- it was really cool. There's a couple of really cool pictures of us playing that early evening as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think getting there, you could sense straight away what, how important the culture night celebrations were to, you know, the the local people. Um, Don't you think? It was a a great crowd.
1: Yeah. I mean, considering we were playing, you know, um, early evening in a, fairly small place. It was it was pretty busy and there was a lot of like I spoke to a lot of people after it and there was a lot of really, really good feedback.
0: Yeah. I've just done a quick Google and Culture Night is their uh, is the biggest celebration in all of um Iceland. So uh, actually we once again um that one I have to say was planned as opposed to the um <laughs> the Champions League final and the World Cup final. <laughs> um, but yeah we we turned up for the occasion we went from there and we played a, a second show, um, at, I was way to say at, but actually it was outside Dylan Dillon Whiskey Bar um, in Reykjavik in the town, which is one of the main uh, music venues in the city, uh, which was, first of all, despite being early August, it was still freezing, it was still rather cold um, for playing. plane. Mm. Uh,
1: well, it was dark by the time we played, so Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we were on really late as well. We, we got one of the main slots as part of, you know, the, the Culture Night celebrations, which was a really cool honour, to be fair, coming from Scotland. Definitely. Um, what are you... What
1: are my, you the- my overwhelming memory of that was that, actually, we, as much as we got a really good slot, we we basically started playing at the same time as the fireworks. Yeah. So we're getting this great firework view, but everyone's... So, like, this... this um, The stage was, like, round the back in the kind of, like, beer garden, effectively, area of this venue. Um, And everyone had gone out round the other side of the – round the other side into the main street to watch the fireworks because you couldn't see them from where we were. So we were on this stage all high up, being able to just about see over at the fireworks, played a few songs. We're like, where, where is everyone? Where is everyone? Where is everyone? I think we got, what, three songs in. Craig's like, right, hold the fort for a minute. I need to go to the toilet. So Craig runs off, I start playing wagon wheel, the fireworks stop, and as Craig (laughs) and and everybody floods in, and I'm just like, Yep, that's all right, it's all good, it's all good, it's all fine. So and Craig comes back in from the toilet and like I I saw you like double taking just like what happened?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was literally a case of that, you're absolutely right. Um and you recently reminded me, uh, in fact, a couple of weeks ago, you reminded me of my song, Dundee Dreamin'. Yeah. Which, uh, personally, I'd prefer you didn't remind me of because it's, it's a bit of a stinker. But I know that, I, I no, I don't recall perfectly what our set list was, and I, and I don't have it anywhere. But there was a period of time where Dundee Dreaming" was second on that set list. And I can only say that it was probably a good thing that that song was was uh, heard by no one as the fireworks were blasting off right throughout <laughs> Reykjavik. Uh, um yeah, that was that was a really cool day and night, actually. Um tonight yeah. celebrations in, in Reykjavik. And actually, if we were going for slightly longer, it'd be a really cool thing to play with play at with GlayAdvoc, you'd have to say.
1: Oh, definitely. Like that, that celebration, that weekend, day, week, whatever it is, like you, again it was the same thing, like you get a great atmosphere. Like yeah. even just walking up the street, you feel it.
0: Yeah. Well, there was the the big outdoor stage. Remember? Yeah, the, there
1: was. Yeah. I was don't like, think we we didn't manage to catch anyone playing there, really, did we?
0: No. Well, we walked past. We walked through it. Really, as there was this kind of rap sort of act on. I don't know if you yeah. call it rap. Maybe more. I don't know. Rap, hip hop, sort of grind yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, um, And certainly the crowd were right up for it. And oh, it'd be a really worry. cool thing to get involved with again with the with the band. And I'll just. Um, I would be a bit more mindful of my pit stops, if you will.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, uh, it's just it's just one of those things we just I, I think we were maybe a little bit unlucky, I'll be kind to you, in that we couldn't get flights at any really good times. Yeah. And I think we ended up flying back first thing on the Sunday morning as well. So it was
0: I think it sums up my attitude towards music at times, which is book the gig. Work out how you get there later. Possibly not the greatest attitude to
1: have. <laughs> I mean, normally it's book the gig. We'll also figure out how we get there.
0: Yeah, but you were obviously slapping on your job too, and yeah, I get the blame. Come on. Um, we've also played. We also played a great show at the Waterhole in Amsterdam, um, which was it kind of filled the place of the um, uh, Gleeadric show, which we eventually played at the Waterhole. A fantastic venue in Amsterdam as well. Like if mm. you if you're heading out to Amsterdam for a weekend. Um, you want live music, you need to go to the Waterhole. Um, I mean, there are no words to describe how fun it would be to play the Waterhole right now. Um, the, great people as well, Ono, great promoter. Mm. Um, we also, I think we mentioned at some point as well, the, uh, we might have in a previous episode have mentioned the show at Omnibus with the full band, um, the Cabalistic Cavalry. That was a. Re- that is one of the best shows we've played with the Cavalry. That yeah, was a- I
1: mean, it's one of the, I suppose... Limited number of actually full band shows that that band's done, yeah. Yeah, you're and right. it was fantastic. Like it, it, went really, really well.
0: If I'm not mistaken, it's possibly the only one we've done abroad with that. Uh,
1: yeah, it would be.
0: Yeah, um, we do have an exciting weekend lined up, though, don't we?
1: Certainly do. With same said band, or at least pieces of.
0: Yeah, we are um, for the the masses recording um, our scenes, uh in. The crime, the new crime drama based film um, from Mile Away Films, The Difference Between Us, which have used, um, whom have used um, in what it seems as part of the soundtrack to the film. Uh, are you looking forward to getting your, uh, your makeup on this weekend?
1: Oh, always. What's not to love?
0: It's going to be rather funny looking around and seeing each of us donned up in makeup have you I mean you've done theatre shows and stuff before how many times have you worn a full face of makeup
1: mm, not many that's not an answer I I couldn't recall I haven't done a theatre show in over 10 years
0: to backtrack to the edit that Ali very very kindly edited out on the episode with Nicholas McDonald tell us tell us go on. how many times go on. Have you makeup go on tell us because if you don't tell, he'll get really aggressive and start shouting at you. Phyllis, how many times have you worn makeup in your life? Probably sub ten. Sub ten. Okay, I've done it once at the Mobile Awards, and that is all. So I am. But like stage
1: makeup is something slightly weird. Yeah, like it was. In that you're you're doing it to like, you know, stop the lights shining off you and various things like that. Because realistically, someone's viewing you from. You know, at great distance, so anything, you know, any feature you have will be, you know, they'll look like nothing. Whereas yeah. at a great distance, with some makeup on, you look normal, actually. Yeah.
0: It'll still be rather funny to sit in a chair with you next to us and go, "Look at you with makeup."
1: And I'm going to turn and look back at you and go, "Look at you with makeup." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't wait. A bit. Ali wishes he was going to be there. There. <laughs> Can't
2: can't say I do, not for makeup anyway.
1: <laughs> I've still got to learn that song properly.
0: Ali, edit that out. We
1: actually do know it. To be
0: fair, <laughs> we've had some uh, some great European adventures um, over the over the years. Um, albeit not a, not an not an amazing uh, European trip, but I know that Thurzo is your favourite place to venture for a gig. Let's be honest.
1: For the podcast down, listeners, I have my head in my hands right now.
0: I said that right. When you lived in Liverpool, right? Thurzo- when I
1: lived in Liverpool, I was effectively the Proclaimers, and I walked five hundred miles. Well, I didn't. My car walked five hundred miles, and then I walked five hundred more to get back home. <laughs> yeah. To do, but- a, a you know, couple hour show in Thurso.
0: From Liverpool to Thurso, it probably felt like Europe
1: itself. <laughs> you got to Europe quicker. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, shout out to Simon Collier and the team at uh, Mr. C's because uh, that is uh, another great venue that we're looking forward to hitting on October the 9th uh, i will...
1: my arm again we're going there again it's going to be great
0: uh-huh. we'll be bringing our European adventure to um, Mr. C's on Thursday on October the 9th we're really looking forward to that um, it's mad actually now we've done this a few times now on the podcast we've actually said oh we're going to be playing a show in this place at that time and it's like the world is returning a show? what? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, above and beyond that, I've twisted your arm enough that we are going to tick off another European venture next summer in 2022. Isn't that right? Do you remember? So where? I
1: believe. I'm, I, I, I do, because I remember looking at it and going, how the hell do we get there?
0: As I say, book the gig, get there later.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we'll get there at some point. So. Sure. We'll get there. Where are we going? <laughs> L- Ljubljana.
0: Ljubljana. Yeah, we are um, going to Ljubljana. Um, that could be interpreted in one of two ways, you know. If, uh, it
1: depends if Liana needs lubed. For the second time in a several minutes, I have my face in my hand.
2: I don't even know. <laughs> what, I don't even know what to say anymore.
1: Like, <laughs> Ali, you're meant to be here to like keep things. Taking over, not let Craig get distracted yeah,
2: but by I've such do- antics. I've, I've done that forty-five
0: times now. <laughs>
2: well, you
1: expect me to do it.
0: <laughs> take a take a one for the team. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are playing in Prulcic, um, which is a, a, a cool little venue, um, seemingly in Ljubljana next summer. Never been to um, to Ljubljana before. Um, I assume I might be wrong though. Have either of you been to Slovenia? Nope. Nope. Yeah. um the the lakes the rivers and stuff they look beautiful i don't know if you've seen pictures and stuff of it but um it looks incredible like lake
1: bled yeah you've mentioned this before um i had to look up but as you say, the the, the photography and stuff you get from these places is rather stunning
0: absolutely beautiful I'm um, really looking forward to that um <clears throat> it's just exciting to be doing stuff that means that we can leave the house um, hey and, and as we said you know at the top of the episode we mentioned some of the festivals we're playing um in just a few weeks time we've now mentioned Mr C's up in Thorso in October we've got Ljubljana next summer um and uh, just before we started this podcast episode we were talking about another potential very exciting tour for gladrich for of all things 2023
1: um so watch this space
0: eh? yeah um Unless it all goes floppy between now and then, we are gonna have a good. Uh, <laughs> for the record, everybody, everyone has put their heads in their hands again. Stop doing that. You can't <laughs> see that on an episode.
1: <laughs> oh dear, Craig. Ross-
0: what was
2: the what, what was the option if it's not floppy? It's floppy, or floppo, or what?
1: it'd be flo- floppy.
2: Floppy. That's very close to fallopian tube, is it not?
1: You really need to get that straight before you go any further.
2: Hmm.
1: Floppy or erect? What? Uh, and on
0: the—is
2: that what you're going to name this episode? Floppy or erect?
1: Well, listen, th- th- there have been. I worse... think you should call it Brown, to be honest. But no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are worse suggestions for what we've called previous episodes. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Ross I don't know why you keep bothering coming back to be honest
1: <laughs> um, but thank you for I get time. an all laughing at your nonsense it's great fun
0: <laughs> thank you again for joining us episode thank 40- you very much and we will see you next week with the boys for episode 47 <laughs>